Hi, welcome to the Get to Yes podcast. This special series focuses on a topic that's affecting every business in our industry right now, COVID profitability. This new series is designed to help hair, beauty and aesthetic business owners survive by building a profit-based COVID recovery plan. Neil Osborne from The Sales Catalyst is our host. He teaches, coaches, consults and speaks on business subjects that help hair, beauty and aesthetic businesses how to become commercially clever. Throughout this special series, Neil talks with a variety of industry experts who share business tips to help you navigate your way out of COVID and beyond. His goal is to help build the financial strength of our industry. He'll be discussing in simple industry language important elements in a profit-based COVID recovery plan. We'll cover ways to manage the big costs in your business and make a profit, where your cash flow and profit is and how to keep some of it in your pocket, what your figures mean and how to influence them, how to benchmark your business figures against industry averages, and how to communicate and negotiate with your landlord. Hope you enjoy it. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to yet another Get to Yes podcast. Always exciting, and especially these days where I'm actually chatting with a few really accomplished people. And as the saying goes, if you want to learn some things today, ask those that are coming back. And Marcus is definitely one of those. Marcus Crowick is with us today, and Marcus is a very accomplished businessman. He's had a number of businesses over the years, but more importantly, in our world, he's actually been a coach and a business coach for many, many years, as well as having a very successful coaching business. Marcus works with lots of trades and his business is called Amazing Tradies. So welcome, Marcus. Lovely to have you on board. How are you today? Thank you. I'm very well. Good on you, mate. Marcus, one of the things that we've been chatting about with different people that we talk to is this magical word, and we call it profit. And it's a thing that a lot of people strive to achieve, but so few do achieve it. How have you found this with the different clients and your own personal journey over the years, Marcus, this word profit? The word profit everyone loves, and it's a magical word out there in fantasy land for many people. They see accountants, and accountants talk about profit, and it's a number on a piece of paper. And people are always saying, but where's my cash? Where's my money? Because I don't have the profit that you're talking about. So it's a nice idea. We work towards it. Um, but if we don't do something other than just work on the profit on the piece of paper, people end up without money in their bank account. And that's the thing that I work on changing. And I know you work on changing as well. I almost grew up a bit thinking that it was, well, a bit wrong to actually strive for profit until someone actually taught me many years ago the definition of business. And the definition of business is to offer a product or a service for sale at a profit. Marcus, I find this word profit really a fascinating word. It's almost as if it's a dirty word. It's almost as if something we're really not entitled to. And even some people feel guilty about it. I know I've had that in my life. What sort of experiences have you had yourself or even talking to clients about this? I grew up with two parents who were employed. Profit was not something that they thought about for themselves because they paid a wage. I had an uncle who was a business owner and certainly my mother's attitude to that was that the business paid for everything. There was some magical money that came in and the old ideas of the language we use, filthy, rich, things like that. That's 
quite evident in society, the way we think about money. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I remember having a cousin who was a very successful solicitor and obviously having his own business, went on to be very successful. But there was always a degree of judgment where my family is working class. Mum was a hairdresser and dad worked in a pharmaceutical business or in a company. It's a whole different world. But then we start to struggle about how to prioritise this. One of the subjects we talk a lot about on this podcast is something that both you and I are very passionate about, which is profit first. Tell us a little bit about your experience in your pathway or your journey down the profit first. How has that affected you personally or maybe even some clients that you've worked with? Sure. There's many stories there. And I think part of that goes back to what we were saying, Neil, about how we view money, whether we think it's a good or a bad thing, and then leading through to how you deal with money on an ongoing basis. So I've certainly been through that journey starting from how I was brought up to judging yourself about the amount of money that's coming in. One of the things that happens with business owners is we talk about that that profit on the piece of paper and there's also the, the revenue equation, just the amount of money that comes into a business. So even what we might consider a small business that's bringing in you know, $250,000 a year, one of the key distinctions for people is the difference between revenue and actual profitable income from that business. And yeah. that gets in the way in their head if they're, you know, that $250,000 a year business bringing in $20,000 a month, people think to themselves, whoa, $20,000 a month, that's not profit. That's there to, to pay things. So that gets in the way. So that's certainly the, the case for me as I've grown up having my own businesses over the years thinking about, what's the size of the business in terms of revenue rather than what it's actually doing for me. My story with it, I've been in small business, micro businesses all my life. Mm-hmm. I've been employed by other people as well. Well, just growing through those ideas of revenue coming in and you're comparing that to salary that you're on and as the revenue is higher than your salary and having that in your mind as being what you're earning, I think was something that I had to deal with in my mind to overcome, to understand that wasn't what I was actually being paid myself, what I was earning out of it. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And then the next thing that comes along, I think typical for lots of businesses is the juggle of that money coming in and all the different places where it has to go to once it's arrived at your mm. bank and you're shuffling it around. It really is juggling. It's looking at the bank account going, I've got to pay this, I've got to pay that. How am I going to do that? I'm pretty lucky because I'm good at numbers and I can write things out and make a plan for it, but there's still the, am I going to have the money for that to pay? And I see that with business owners all the time, even in the last business I had, which was I had equity in it and I actually worked in full-time. Now, we're a multi-million dollar business. We were importing and wholesaling in Australia and there's still that juggle. It might even get worse. As you get bigger, we'd be buying things from overseas and buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock at one time from overseas and having to finance that and having the gap between purchasing it and selling it. One of the last deals I did before I sold out of that company, it was a bit over a hundred thousand dollar sale, but that was taking place over 12 months. And we had a six month lead time on ordering, which we had to get in one go. You know, we're paying for that money. And ultimately from the time we ordered to when we recovered that money was going to be about a, a 18 month journey. 
So you're really juggling, you're using profits from other things to do it. We're making good money out of it, but it's still cash flowing out. A lot of our listeners are in the salon and the beauty industry and cash flow is definitely a challenge. They have ups and downs, but the big issue for a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, and I'm talking sub-million dollar businesses in this category, is that they quite often get into the trap of actually paying everyone else and then there's nothing left for them. And it's a really bizarre sort of scenario and it's one that creates a lot of guilt where if they start putting themselves too far up the ladder and maybe not paying other people. In your life as a, in business and also as a business coach, have you come across any scenarios like that where people for some reason just haven't got their numbers right and they're on the low end of the list? A lot of people don't understand the numbers and I think that's one of the best things that Profit First does for people, particularly if they're dealing with a Profit First professional, is an analysis of the numbers that takes place. People tend to turn to their accountant to give them advice around numbers in their business, but accountants are accepting the books at face value, particularly if they're done by a bookkeeper, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then their job for most accountants is to determine the compliance obligations that customer has. So I don't think people really know their numbers well, and they don't necessarily understand them very well. So that's another issue that Profit First takes care of. I'll give you one story of a wedding gown designer that I worked with years ago, and she didn't think her business was making money, but she was taking money because she was just running one bank account as yep. a sole trader. Mm -hmm. But paying for the mortgage and paying for groceries, she's at the end of the list, although things are being paid. I said, you've got to change your mindset around this and open up a bank account that you're transferring money into so that you can see the business is paying you. I had that happen in a business of mine and I was being coached and we made sure that there was a set amount transferred. It might not have been what I thought I was worth at the time, but you know, I was taking money out of the business and psychologically it's really important to have that happen so that your business is paying for things mm -hmm. along the way and that becomes part of a routine just like paying staff and the rent and the electricity and everything else that this is the whole area that I see most businesses struggle with, and that is that when their brain is preoccupied with all of the uncertainty around money, it doesn't allow them to live in their genius zone. It doesn't allow them to do what they're good at. Let's be frank, people get into business because they're a good beauty therapist or they're a good hairdresser, or in your case, to your tradies, they're and there's lots of similarities in our industry to tradies because we classify our industry as a trade as well. But they get into the industry because they're a great carpenter or they're good with whatever. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good with money. So my question to you is, what are some of the things you've done to help people stay in their genius zone and get out of this stress zone that, they've have, that they have with money? Is it systems? Is it procedures? Is it simply just learning? What sort of advice do you tend to take people through in that journey? I think it's a combination of all of those things, Neil, and it's removing them from the generalised accounting principles that, again, are talked about in Profit First. Accounting is set up to do a certain job, and that job, a lot of the time, is not in keeping with what small business needs it to be. Mm -hmm. yep. They're working on a cash-in, cash-out basis. I have the cash or not. So there's education about what's taking place with the numbers. Yep. It's showing people how to arrive at the numbers. 
bringing them back to, well, even this morning with a client we were talking about, I've just put on somebody else, you know, what's their cost per hour? People can argue about a good way of dealing with it, but it gives us a basis for them to understand what's going on. So education and then, yes, some systems being put in place so that the money can run as much as possible without them having to think about it. So systems, there should be a time system in the business. When are you doing certain things yep. for the week? So for instance, for me, Monday morning is when I sit down and I take revenue and I allocate it out to the various parts of the business. Mm-hmm. I run multiple parts and I do that personally as well. So I just don't have a bank account for myself or a joint one or for my, my wife. Even recently, my daughter got married at the beginning of the year. So I ran a separate bank account for using the methodology and psychology of profit first money was put into that bank account on a regular systematic way mm-hmm. so money was there to pay for the wedding i didn't have any stress about paying for the wedding that's the big thing for me stress about money having to juggle it all the time gets in the way of everything else that we're not good jugglers for a lot of us it's about yeah. how certain circumstances affects our mindset. I mean, we're nursing a dog at the moment that's in palliative care, very ill and obviously towards its last days, but we seem to only be thinking about that, not all the other things that we should be doing, which is the right thing to do, but it's just such a simple example of how life gets in the way of our entrepreneurial spirit. And what I tend to find is that when we get life under control, and in this level of conversation, that's finances, (laughs) when we get that under control, Life is much more enjoyable. We seem to be more creative. Is that the right way to think about it? Do you see this with clients as well, that they seem to make better decisions when they're less stressed and seem to enjoy their business more? Oh, certainly. Everything for me is about life. We're here to make the most of our life and enjoy our life. And going to work is part of that life. So we have to make that work as best we can. It takes a lot of energy to work on that stress. We think of getting tired as doing physical things, but the brain uses up an enormous amount of energy. Mm. That is going to affect every other part of your life. So we want to get that under control and putting systems in place, you know, processes, because now we have a way of dealing with it. I was taught probably the best part of 20 years ago about methodologies of models of business and having a profit account. And I've put them in place with clients. I've put them in place with myself to some extent. But when I read Profit First, there was something about the way Mike was telling the story and about some of the philosophies and the methodology of the percentages that made sense to me. And it was clicked and it went, I really like, I mean, I say to people, if they're as old as you and I am, they probably remember the old ads for Gillette with so much I bought the company. And that's what I say oh, yes. to people. Yes. I liked it so much I became a Profit First professional because I find out more. It just clicked. And as I put it into place in my own business and more in my life as well, so that we run multiple bank accounts. I know the things that are going off there. Every Monday morning, I sit down and do them. I don't have stress. I talk about little things a lot to make the point to people. Registration comes up on the vehicle. I run a separate vehicle account. We run three vehicles through our business Registration comes up, the money's there. Needs fuel, money's there. Needs tires, money's there. That's all worked out. I don't have to go and look at the bank account and go, wow, I need $1,000 to pay the rego and insurance this week. It's taken care of in that separate thing. I run a client care account that my assistant takes 
careless. Like, well, there's the money. We need to do something for a client. Some of the days we run, that's sitting there. So absolutely putting in, getting some understanding, getting a process. I talk a lot about philosophy, the philosophy of what goes on with Profit First mm-hmm. helps with your value determination as well, like values, mm-hmm. the priority of those rearranges what we were talking about to start with about how you see money, about how you see profit, about how you can make it work for you and for the the community. Yeah, then great, go and do your thing because we don't have to worry about this part anymore. Yeah, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? If you want to take control of something, you've got to work out a, a process. Now for creative people, which is a lot of my clients, sometimes systems can be perceived as being restrictive, but What I find is that when they actually get to see the benefit of it, and here was the big changer, like you, I suppose, not only myself, but others that I've guided through Profit First, Marcus, is there's always these light bulb moments. And one of the light bulb moments for me was dealing with money or numbers in percentages, not in numbers. The analogy of if the cake this week was really big, well, we all got a bigger slice. And if this next week, the cake was a bit smaller, well, we all got a slightly smaller slice. But everyone's still got a fair distribution. And that's the thing that's probably changed my world the most is that I, like many years ago, used to run my business just on one bank account. And I was forever looking at that bloody bank account, trying to work out if there was enough money there, where now I only look at the OPEX account. That's it. Which is, by the way, the operational expenses account, which is where I pay my bills from. It's worked and worked just all the time. And it's really great. However, as business coaches, Marcus, we both know that it's pretty critical for anyone who wants to make change in their life, they need to do something. And it's actually take a bit of action. What have you found is an action step that people can start with so that they want to move down this pathway or this journey? I think it starts, Neil, with getting a bit of information. And that information I'd suggest for profit at the moment comes from profit first. So I'd say to people, look, the first thing to do is get in contact with you and I'm sure you'll send them the first few chapters of the book to have a read of so that they can get into the swing of things and then go from there. Yeah, it's the yearning of curiosity, isn't it, that actually takes you forward. It's, you know, hang on, these guys have actually got me thinking about something. You know, uh, you're right, how do I find out a bit more? And uh, for all of our listeners, all you need to do is just click on any of the links that are associated with this podcast and just drop me an email and just put the word book or profit first book in the subject line. I don't care what it is. And my team will make sure that you receive the first three chapters of the profit first book with our compliments. And all we want to do here is help you realize to move forward, you simply need to take a step. And even if that step is only small, it gives you momentum and the next step is much easier to take. And it's changed not only Marcus's and my life, but the many people around us and also the many people we coach. With that, I'd like to say thank you and thank you very much, Marcus, for your time. Always great to speak with highly knowledgeable people and really experienced people. I think there's lots we can learn. And again, Marcus, thank you very much. And anyone who's interested in Husbands of Tradie, amazingtradies.com.au, is that correct? That's correct. Thank you, Neil. And reach out to Marcus because I know a lot of hairdressers and a lot of beauty therapists I work with seem to always seem to muddy up with tradies. So there could be some nice overlaps here and maybe we help both sides of the business. So again, thanks for your time. Love to chat and I look forward to seeing you again real soon, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the special COVID profitability series of the Get to Yes podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, please share it with other people who also want a more profitable business. Until our next episode, you can visit Neil at thesalescatalyst.com.au.